Hi, I'm Danny Penna, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. Get strong. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 9th of August, if you can believe it already, 2019. As we always do, we stand up anyways when I talk. Take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because that's how we speak to one another here, and that's something you need to start speaking to yourself. We've done a lot of shows on all the rewiring. I've been talking about myself more and more, what I'm doing. Um, And um, what I'm doing right now presently is I want to get to my reptilian brain, which we all have. And the reason why a lot of the stuff that's going on is because we create habits through years, through decades, through people we associate with, and they're not always the best habits. So if you feel like life is just spinning you round and round and round and you can't get out of park, start listening to more and more of these solo shows I'm doing. I just did a show with Steve Cotter the other day. It was absolutely incredible. It's called Fence Sitters. Everybody's been one at least once in their life. This will get rid of the whole myth for you, and you get your life moving. And obviously, it talks all about mental rewiring a lot of it. So check that out. Also, too, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Winners and champions, that's the one product we have. There's 14 modules. I speak on them all. Anything from power rack training, from stones, from sandbags, high shrugs, Things that most people never even heard of some of it. It's been around for a long time, but they don't teach that in a commercial gym, believe me. But if you come here, you'll see stuff like you've never seen before. One car garage, but there's apparatchik built all outside. We know I have a 95-foot driveway. The last third of the driveway is nothing but stones, whether we made them or we built them through steel or they're natural stone. There's tires all over the place. There's chains everywhere to hang stuff like they did in the old days just great great stuff so go out check that out also to our prosperity conscious page out on fiorellobarbellco.com 25 50 and 100 investment not donation investment in fbc and m&m and it goes right to my paypal account and it goes right into the business and like i said um most people charge for their shows and the way we're climbing with these shows is absolutely incredible we've got over 1200 shows we'll be up five years the end of september very proud of that and everybody that's been with me you know past present future or still here um i thank you all for that it's just been a hell of a ride and we haven't even started yet believe me also too, go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast Soon, you're going to see, we have a brand new person coming in here today, Kiki Burley Johnson. Um, 
I'm going to give you a lot on her, but if you've been out on Facebook, um, she's done some pretty incredible things, man, and it's just good to see. And it's great for kids to see, because if you've been watching and seeing my nephew Danny, what he's been doing over here, I mean, he just turned nine. He's doing incredible stuff here. I mean, I've put the tire flipping, the stone lifting, uh, step-ups with stones. I mean, you know, when you're taught well, you know, good things happen. So check all that out. Also, too, go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right out to my MailChimp account. And you know content here is deep. You know, same way their blog, Steve Gardner. Did you see all the stuff he wrote for the blog the other day about the gathering? All the pictures he sent me. And Steve's been a guest on here, too. He is awesome. And I want to thank him, Douglas Graham, Paul Gray, and a number of other people that have just come through in the clutch. As I say, they are the spokes in the big wheel here at Eminem, and I thank them all. Also, too, um, let's see, investment. Come on in here and advertise on MotivationMuscle.com. It's right on the homepage. The rates are real reasonable. You come on here. We're going to be here for at least 35 more years. I will help you make tons of money and further your business. And the same here. Because money is going to create the solutions I want to do with a lot of the kids' products I'm putting out and a lot of other things to expand the show and bring people in here. You see like Charlie Oliphant do. That is just awesome, the Art Blair Stones. And I'll tell you, we've talked about it multiple times on the show. Everybody can get included in this stuff. It's great for everybody to see what was going on at the gathering. But you can literally lift Art Blair Stones. And we've seen all age groups doing it. It is a fantastic way to get you interested in something that is so beneficial to you. So hats off to Charlie and everybody else there. Believe me, Stevie Shanks, Martin, all these guys are just incredible people. Um, and last but not least, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real power. And um, that's it for that. So I'm going to um, give you a little bio on Kiki here now, as soon as I can bring this thing up. Okay. I'm not, she's got, I'll tell you what, she's got a hell of a bio here. I'm going to give you some bits and pieces of it. She can um, add to it, but we're going to go into welcome to the family. This is real important. Um, Charlie Oliphant was the one who introduced me to Kiki, which I'm very happy because I had gone out and read about her before. These are the quality people that come into Motivation Muscle. And as we grow, it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. This is what I talk about, tentacles. Definitely. So I'm going to give you a big part of her right here. Number one, she's 51 years young. And I want to make sure, is your husband's name E-G-I-L? Is that Egil? Egil or Egil. Egil. Okay. All right. And mother of five. So right there, you know, that's a big deal right there. So she had two of hers are biological. She has a son who's 32 and a daughter who's 13. She has a stepson and two are foster children. And as she says, I am a journalist, but due to the foster kids, foster mother is my occupation at the moment. And a mother is a noble op. I mean, shit. It's awesome stuff. Um, They live in Oslo. But, you know, you know, I can get into here. I, I love what she says about where she lives. She's in a little village. OK, I believe it's it's pronounced Stokey. I hope I'm right with that. Um. And they call their place Strongman Road. Now, that's a place I'd like to visit. Um, as she says, it's a very good place to live. We run a gym 
called B30. The gym is an ordinary gym with a very good section for strongman training. At B30, we have managed to make the best training community I've ever experienced during my 14 years of training. If you've ever in this part of Norway, if I am, I'm coming to your house, believe me. You are very welcome to come and train with us. Now, there's a ton of other stuff here, but I'm just going to give you, because we're going to get into it all on the show, I'm just going to give you a list of more accomplishments right here. Number one. Norway's Strongest Woman, 2012, 2013, 2015, 2016, 2017, second place in Europe's Strongest Woman, 2014, fifth place Arnold's Europe, 2017, 10th place Arnold's Amateur, 2014, 20, or I'm sorry, 10th place World's Strongest Woman in 2016, fourth place World's Strongest Woman in Masters, 2017, and sixth place World's Strongest Woman in Masters, 2018. Now, I'm going to introduce you and and bring um, Kiki in momentarily, but I'll tell you right now, you know, I can't say enough about just the friends through the show, all the things we've built. You know, Charlie, through, through Charlie, I contacted Kiki, and he said even up a page for us to correspond back and forth. I thank Charlie for that. But Stevie, you know, Steve Gardner came in through Stevie Shanks, and a lot of other people have met through the show through Etched in Stone, and this is what we're doing here. So I can't say enough that this is a great community which grows, and we see kids, and we see a very bright future for everything. So on that note, Kiki Burley Johnson, welcome to Motivation Muscle. Thank you, Eric. You're very welcome. Um, Do you have any websites or anything you want to put out there before we get started? No, I don't. Okay, what do you got? Do you got anything coming up very soon to compete in? Uh, I just competed in uh, in Europe's Strongest uh, Master this okay. weekend, this, okay. after, this Sunday, and I placed third, so I'm happy with that. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, you know, and this is this is what I love about this stuff. This is introducing and welcoming Kiki to the family. And one of the things we always talk about here um, – is very interesting. What influenced you? Now, I'll, I'll go quick with mine because it just builds right into yours. Um, my brother Jimmy had muscular dystrophy, so he became wheelchair-bound, and he died very young in his teenage years. And coming from a big Italian family, um, it, even though your parents, you know, they, they tell you you can't get it and all that, I was, you know, I was very scared of that. Um, little kid... You know, and you watch your brother go down, down, down till finally we lose him. And then one day I was at the store and I saw a comic book called The Incredible Hulk. And I said to myself, if I can get big like this guy, nothing will ever touch me. And to this day, that and Jimmy are the catalyst for both companies here. But the thing is, to this day, I love The Incredible Hulk still, like you wouldn't believe. Now, I know what it is that you liked. But why don't you tell the audience, what influenced you as a young girl um, that got the wheels turning for you as far as strength goes? Uh, of all weird stuff, it was Dennis the Menace. <laughs> yep, that that's him. Yep. yep. <laughs> and, you know, and Dennis the Menace was always in trouble. So, I mean, but there was something, as I, as I read your bio, um, was it, it was an episode where his father was flipping uh, the caber. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go into that. So go ahead. 
they, uh, Dennis and his family were out driving, and they ended up in a Highland Games show competition. Yep. Uh, and his father was challenged to flip the caber. <laughs> and I was like, I can't remember how old I was, but yeah. I wasn't big. Uh, and I was like, wow, is it possible to flip a tree? Because I lived in the middle of I lived in the middle of nowhere with just forest around me. Yeah. So I decided that one day I will try to do that. And I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty awesome stuff. Um, you know, we talk about you know when we talk about all the mental stuff, you know. What you think about most, it's coming to you whether you want it or not. So it's very good to always control your thoughts. All right, so Dennis the Menace. I mean, um, th- those cartoons are on sometimes. I watch them, man. Well, the regular show, too. Funnier than hell, man. I mean, there's nothing that that kid could – it doesn't matter. He, he can look at you funny and get in trouble. But that's a great way to get started, believe me, because you saw something that got the wheels turning, and look where you are today. And, you know, it's interesting, Kiki, because you have something in common. I just thought it was Stevie Shanks. Obviously, the two of you started your lifting very late in life to some people, you know, mm. and look and look what both of you have done. I mean, it's incredible because, you know, let's be honest. You look at guys that are doing the stuff Stevie's doing, they've got a good 100, 150 pounds on him easily, you know. Um, incredible guy and an incredible lifter, too. Um you know what I, I want to really get into because I think this really deserves some attention. Now, you did start to train due to a severe back injury. Now, how old were you when this happened, and what was the extent, obviously, to – I know I'm re, I've am i read what they told you, and you're never going to lift again and surgery and all that, but bring us up to that point where what, what happened to your back – and and why suddenly did you feel that you had to get into some type of training to bring it back? So take it away. Um, I was, to say it very brutal, I was thrown down a um, slope, a hill. Yep. Um, and back then I just knew something happened with my back, with mm. my back because I had a very bad pain. But it took several years until they found out was what was wrong Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a tiny piece of bone from from my back that was just torn off and uh, was it was pushing into the the spinal cord yep yep Uh, so when I at first uh, I was told it was disc prolapse uh, yep. That was correct. There were three disc prolapse as well. Um, and when I finally got the surgery, first, yep. first, first, they didn't want to to give me the surgery because they said I will end up in, in a wheelchair anyway. Yeah. Uh, that was, I think, that was the toughest day in my life. Sure. Um, but I moved from. Back then, I was living in the south. I moved up to the northwest to where my husband is from. Yeah. Uh, and we decided I needed to talk with another doctor. Mm-hmm. And he sent me to, to the local hospital. And there they told me, of course, we will try. We will give you the surgery, but we can't promise anything. Um, on my way into the surgery, the the doctor stopped me and he said, you will never lift again i just started to lift because of that sure. surgery yep 
because I, of course, I heard about the importance of being strong in your core and everything. Yeah. So I started to lift at the age of 35. Okay. Something like that. Yep. Um, And then he told me, you you can't lift again. (laughs) And I'm a bit like, fuck you. Of course I... So I I had my surgery on a Tuesday. Yeah. uh, And I walked out from the hospital Thursday without crutches or anything. Amazing. Amazing. Um, You had to have those people floored to see you do that, obviously. And obviously we talk about, Will, you got to have a will of iron to do that. There's no doubt about it. All right. So you walk out of there. Obviously you go home. What? What are you experiencing at that point? Is that doctor trying to get you back in? Or do you begin your quest now to become a very, very strong and powerful woman? And lifter as that. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So where are you at that point? You walked out. Take us up to where you are now. I I walked out with with a sheet of paper with some exercises on. Yep. Like I had to do them for six weeks, and then I was going back to the doctor. Yep. Uh, and I think I did the exercises for maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, and then I started to do some more <laughs> because I was, I was bored with, with those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I came back to the doctor after six weeks, still without crutches because I haven't used them at all. Yep. Uh and he just stopped, looked at me, and he said, Miss um, Burley Johnson, are you walking without crutches? And I said, yes, I never used them. <laughs> wow. I love it. Yep. He, he was just flabbergasted. Yeah, you're one for, like, the record books. They don't see that stuff. But he actually he told me several years later that he actually used me. When he talked with other doctors, surgeons, about back problems, Yep. use me as an example. Yep. So that's good. Well, I like here where you say in the bio, a very uh, stupid thing to say to a stubborn redhead who just yep. discovered the joy of strength training. I love it. Um, you know something? Here's one thing that I, don't, I still don't think the medical community gets. All right? Um, they'll all tell you, and they'll tell you forever, you know, uh, work out, you know, be careful, don't do too much, don't go out in the cold, don't go out in the heat, blah, 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 blah. Where the hell is the fun of it then? Where the hell, where's the test? Where's the challenge, you know? And we talk about that here. I mean, I've had bars stick to my throat in the winter, you name it, all right? You know, last night I trained, it was so hot out there. My garage was 108 where I was working out, and then you come outside, I was doing stone rows with all different size stones last night. Even with chalk, I, I could barely hold them because I was so wet, but I still got through the whole thing. And I understand their whole philosophy, and, and you know, I'm sure you've heard it because I hear it plenty. It's like, well, why, does, why would you want to do what you do anyways? I said, that's not the point. What I do might not be right for you, but get your ass off the couch. Get the damn phone out of your hand for 10 minutes and go out and do something that is so natural to you. That, you know, when I, when I, when I talk about the reptilian brain and I'm working with John McKean, who's a famous lifter, he wrote for Hard Gainer out of Greece for years. 
and we're doing all this stuff in the rack with these middies and and isometric pushes and pulls and all these things. And I've already talked about I'm doing a show on my own with him, I think, one and then one with him. There's definitely brain rewiring with a power rack if you know how to do it. And I'm like just psychopathic about that stuff now. But getting back with you, too, you know, I understand totally where you're coming from. It's like, holy shit, how did she do this and what did she do? And I think what you did, which most people understand, is I think we have this all built in us. I'm not saying you got to lift a 500-pound stone or, or or pull this or tug that. But you know something? Wouldn't it be nice if you could just walk down the street without running out of gas, mainly your breath, or being able to have fun with people, not be all worn out or have to take a nap? That's my point. What do you think about – I mean – Go ahead. Keep with the story. But, I mean, do you, you know what I'm saying with this? It's like, it's kind of like, take the easy way out as much as you can. You know, just do enough, but never try to exceed what you truly could be, you know? I totally agree. Yeah. What, now, okay. So, the doctor's amazed. You're on your way back. All right, where are we going from there? Now are you starting to use, whether it's implements, you know, obviously weightlifting. I don't know if you've gotten the stones or anything at that point. So take us now where you are. At that point, uh, we still were training uh, back home in the house. Okay. Uh, But very quick, we got a bit tired of it. So we found the local powerlifting club. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, And we were very well welcomed there yeah uh, so for about a year i believed i was a power lifter yep um the problem is was back then and still is i hate equipment <laughs> raw that's the only I, way to go yep yeah but b- back early 2000 it wasn't raw it was just equipment yep that's it um, even in ipf it which is what we have in norway yep it was just equipment uh, yep. And I really hate knee wraps, deadlift suit, bench shirt, everything. Yep. Um, and somewhere along the road, I've, I've I've been following Sven Carlson, who was uh, World's Strongest Man 2001. Yep. Uh, because we come from the same city, or his his late wife come from the same city as me. Okay. Uh, so I knew who he was, and I knew he was world's strongest man. And I, I realized that women were doing the same thing. Yep. Women were actually lifting the stones, flipping the tires, pulling the trucks and everything. Yep. So I told Egil that, uh, oh, it would be so cool to flip a tire. <laughs> and I'm blessed with a husband who... He wants his wife happy. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I think it took two days, and I had then I had a big tire in the backyard. Nice. Uh, and w- when I talk with journalists and stuff about this, yeah, uh, I normally I say I fell in love with the first flip. Yep. And that's true. I totally fell in love with. Being able to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then he started to make equipment for me. Um, 
he actually started to make stones for me. Stones are Atlas stones are my favorite event. Nice. One of them. The other one is truck pull or whatever I can pull. I saw that video of you a few weeks ago. It was pretty awesome. On the train, I think you're on train tracks. I think. Were you? It, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I, as soon as I realized that it was much more fun to lift weird stuff, yeah, I just let powerlifting go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here I am. Yeah, well, you know something, though, you couldn't have picked up. See, I, that's why I said before. It's like, I think this type of training just agrees with who you are. I, I I mean, look, when people, like, when I have people come over here and I train, I'm like, like, with my little nephew even, all right? If you, if you can lead by example and you can coach somebody in a way where just a little bit at a time, like, you know, he's, he just turned nine, and I'm not pushing him at all. I saw him the other night. I said, you know, talk to dad. Why don't you come over here? I'll call him anyways. But why don't you think about coming over here in two weeks? Now, he's probably got no idea what even two weeks is. But the point of the matter is every time that I say something to him, he wants to come over here. And that's a big thing. It's the same thing with you and I. You know, I remember um, I trained with my brother and my, my probably my best friend like a brother. And I was starting to get into the real heavy rack work. I was starting to just kind of maneuver more and more like into the sandbags initially. And it split the whole team up because the one guy was like, that stuff can't do shit for you. I'm like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And we used to do more power lifting too. I was bored to tears with that crap. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And when I started that rack and when I started the sandbags, it was like something just went off in my head. And I never, I've never looked back since. And if that didn't, if that fallout didn't happen, I don't think I'd ever be where I am as far as doing the things with the stones. And, you know, I designed when I was over in Iceland twice, I took all the dimensions off the Husafell. And, you know, I know you've seen them. You've probably used them. Uh, we built four steel ones um with the exact same dimensions to train on here um but pretty cool shit where how we load them with shot is a lot different than what i've seen and what i did at the top in each corner you can load 10 10 one inch plates on it and the reason why i did that is like this thing gets light i don't want to uh, have to keep flipping it over and dumping shot in it so it was a real smart way to do things and it allowed me to train at a much higher level because I could run three stones at a time, literally, because my driveway's so long. So, you know, when you get into this thing and you start developing ideas and you get real creative, you can go a lot of places with it. But you got to have the equipment to do it. You know, that's the main thing. Um, thing here is real interesting, too. You were pregnant. Um, <laughs> and you had your daughter, obviously. Um, was it 2006, I think it is here? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now, this is real interesting for everybody. You know, they'll tell you not to do things heavy, and I don't know how heavy you're going, but still, you were doing farmer's walks at 37 weeks pregnant. Yeah. And that is, I mean, tell everybody about that, because I've never talked to a woman who's into this type of strength that ever was pregnant when she trained. So tell everybody what that was like. I was 
38 weeks pregnant, I think, and I, I was very big. Yeah. I was sick and tired of being pregnant. Yep. Um, and I've been talking with a powerlifter who told me that she get into labor the day she was doing heavy deadlift, I think. <laughs> so I was yep. like, yeah, let's try. Yep. Uh, so it, my husband was going to train, and uh, I decided to come along. Yep. I was borrowing a belt, because it's very important with belts when you're doing farmers. Absolutely. Uh, so I was borrowing that belt from, um, from uh, a big, big powerlifter. Yep. And I went with, I just had to convert it, 165 pounds each hand. Yep. Uh, it, it didn't help. <laughs> yeah, but you sure as hell felt better, didn't you? I had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. Have a good time. Yeah. Um, here's something interesting, too, I want, uh, when we're going to talk about Norway's strongest woman. Now, obviously, it sure didn't take you long to prepare for this from what I'm looking at here. But obviously, that was the next step that you evolved into. Um, why Norway's strongest woman? Was it something you had your eyes on prior to all this, or did someone suggest it to you, or how did you get into that then, Kiki? I'm not really sure. I think I have more of a competitive brain than I ever thought, because when when I heard about, when I grew up, I never thought I was very competitive, Uh, but when I heard about Norway's Strongest Woman, it was like, oh, I want to try. Yeah, yep. Um, yep. So, Vilja, our daughter, she's born in May 2006. Uh, and I competed in Norway's Strongest Woman in for my first time in November, December. Awesome. I think early December. So, she was like seven months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're out kicking ass winning it. That's awesome yeah. stuff. No. That time I came second. Okay, so I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, second place. Yeah. Okay, all right. So obviously you've you've won that multiple times and stuff. Um, mm. and, and the thing is, tell everybody like when you're preparing for a WSM. Obviously, we know there's mostly going to be farmers walk. We know there's going to be some type of stone medley. Um, I don't know if they're using yokes in these things or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Tell everybody some of the movements that were in there and whether you knew or not, how did you prepare for this? Or were you, you know, like how you, a lot of people, they just get too analytical and they end up blowing themselves out. They go on the field and they, they chuck totally. So what was your mindset? Obviously you knew stuff about this, but how did you prepare for the first meet? Uh, actually, I don't remember very much how I prepared for it. Um, probably because I was breastfeeding and everything, and was <laughs> just being in a fog all the time. Yep, yep. Um, and actually, I can't. Well, that's all right. What What do you What Let's go to present day. You're going in WSM, whatever it is, a major event. How What are you doing at your place? That gets you ready. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you do the basics, squat, some type of pull, press. So let's just elaborate on that, what you do. I love competition prep. <laughs> I totally love it. I love the focus. I love I love the, the ability 
have to be so focused on what I'm going to do. Uh, when I'm in competition prep, I train five to six days a week. Okay. Uh, as you say, I do. I actually do both squats, deadlifts, uh, and bench. Yep. Uh, of course, I do overhead because there's always one overhead event. Uh, like in, um, let's say, Europe's Strongest Woman that I just competed in. Okay. Uh, I trained a lot of log because log was one of the events. Yep. And I hate log. I totally <laughs> hate it. <laughs> uh, but still have to do it. Yep. Um, I train all the events, but I don't train them. I train all the competition events, but I don't train them the same day. I spread yep. them out. Or my coach, Clint Stadden, he is uh, spreading them out all over the week. So, yeah. Yeah, so you go, you're rolling, rolling. I mean, I, I mean, well, you got to prepare, anyways. I see. I you don't like log event. I love, I love anything overhead. I, I love looking and finding old shots of whether it's the old timers, you know, pressing, uh, Olympic lifting, obviously. But there's one thing I don't know about where you are here. Definitely, if you go to anywhere, there's not much commercial wise to train in, anyways. Even if you want to, you know, what's really been lost is uh, the art of the dumbbell press. Whether yeah. it's two two hands or one, yeah, I mean that it, to me is real strength, man. I I love that stuff. We do a lot of that here. I've got a steel log. I mess with that, but I but I really right now I'm devoting so much to the power rack with the holds and obviously the stone stuff and all that. Um, what I want to ask you too, it's real important before we get we're going to move into other things, obviously. But obviously, you come from um a big time mental focus because I've, I've read your bio here and I, I I'm talking to you directly here and obviously, especially with the back injury, what, you know, what, what, how much does your mental outlook on everything affect not only your weightlifting life, but your personal life, your husband, your children, your friends, how much emphasis do you feel, especially people like us where we have to really brutalize ourselves sometimes how much mental is into what we do with you i would say most of the training is actually mental um because if if i have a if i have a bad day let's say winter time because i'm not a big fan of winter and i live in norway wow Uh, so i have a tendency of getting a bit depressed yep Yep. In winter time, also because it's very dark. Yeah. Uh, and if 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 I don't focus on staying positive, that will affect my family. It will affect me. It will affect everyone around me. Yeah, totally, totally. So, people, people, go ahead. Yeah. So, so I actually use. I try to be strong mentally, both in in everyday life, training, yeah. Yeah. and everything. I can tell you this, though. We've talked about this so many times, about the effect of training. You know, we talk physical culture is what we call it, because it's, it's the whole everything. It's mind, body, spirit, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll tell you right now... Um, I, 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 I can't even envision my life of never trained. 
I, 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 I'll sit here sometimes and say, I wonder what I would, I, I'll tell you what, I probably would have cracked. I'm serious. Um, lifting to me, um, has gotten me out of so many scrapes in my life. It's created a discipline that I never had before. Um, you know, it, it makes you want to go after things. I mean, most people won't go after big things. You know, like I, I didn't start with one business. I started with two. And, you know, um, I love people and they say to you, and I know they mean well, it's like, um, be safe out there. And I'll say to them like this, no, take a risk in life. And they look at me like I got 55 heads, man. I mean, yeah. seriously. And um, if you're not going to be risk-oriented, um, it's going to be very hard for you to get what you want in this world. And most people don't understand that. That's why we're so adamant with children with this show. It's like, I know a lot of school, they're not getting this type of stuff. They're, they're getting more of the watered down. You know, it's not a big deal if you win or lose. It's not a big deal. You know, if you don't do your best, you know, well, that's not the way to live because unfortunately when you get out into the real world, it can be pretty damn cruel if you don't look out. And if you don't have a little bit of preparation or you don't have an uncle or a mother and father or an aunt or somebody that sees you for your potential and lets you know that, um, you're going to have a damn hard time. I mean, we see this stuff in the United States. I mean, young girls, 12, 13, young boys, 12, they're committing suicide right here at a, at a rate that you can't even believe. And I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking to myself, Kiki, it's like 12 years old, we were out on our bikes, baseball. You know, I was lifting two years then. I'm like, I can't even envision thinking things like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, what, what, what turn did these people go down or were told that made them think that they were so unworthy to live and they were nothing that they resorted to killing themselves? I don't know. Comment on any of that. Uh, I think I have a 13-year-old daughter. Yep. Uh, I also have a, uh, let's see, she's 18, my foster daughter. Okay. And the pressure on young girls and probably boys as well yeah on being perfect yep look perfect act perfect yep. like the right music do the right thing wear the right clothes uh, do good at school yep that pressure is so high now I think it makes kids sick. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And you know something? All this phone baloney like I talked about where it's this texting all the time and we hear about some of the things, obviously, people say to one another. And uh, if you don't have good parents behind – and you can't be 100%. We know that. But you got to have somebody there you can go to too. And I see a lot where I am that's just not there anymore. The, the family structure's not there. A lot of these kids, my mother um, is a school nurse teacher, okay? And my mother says to me, it's awful to see oh, so many of these kids, she says, they grow like weeds, you know, on the side of the road. There's no one that ever tells them they love them. There's no one that's bringing them in to, you know, like what we love to do, some physical culture. Talk to them. You know, what? what Let's 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 work on some stuff here. I, I guarantee you like doing it. Get their head out of wherever they are. And it's like this stuff is so important. And when I see people like you and so many others out leading by example and doing great things, it, th this is the kind of stuff that people need to see. 
It, it really is. You can go back to your phone if you want. That's fine. But you need to see how people that came from nothing or came from injuries where they were told, you're never going to do anything again, or never had self-confidence, or never had anybody waking them up at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, come on, we got to get ready. It's time to run. You know, nobody preparing their meals for them. That, to me, is a champion. That mm-hmm. is a winner, right? I mean, you, you know, you, I, and so many other people – we don't have the luxury of, you know, yeah, you can have personal trainers, but we don't have somebody, okay, these are the clothes you're going to wear. I don't want any of that. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't listen to somebody. That's not what I'm saying here. But I think somebody that's really made, I think it's you, like Steve Jack said, you need to shoulder the responsibility and get going. That's the thing. Go ahead and comment on that. I don't have any comments except that I'm, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, okay. That's all right. That's not yeah. a problem at all. Um, well, obviously, we have a mutual friend, too, in Francis Brebner. Francis has been on here, and uh, he took, um, he's been very good to me in the show. Um, he uh, took the branding, and I know that when he's at these events all over the world, uh, we got motivation and muscle up behind him. So um, he's also talked to me. I, I haven't talked to him since about it. He wanted to know if I'd be interested in, in you know, when the the uh, shows are recorded. Usually they're not in English. If I'd be interested in doing the vocals for that, and I told him <laughs> I would. That'd be pretty cool stuff. Let me, let, you know, and we can get into so much more. Let, I know people are going to ask me, too. What is it Norway? I mean, are you, do you, I mean, I eat it like crazy. A lot of fats in Norway. What what do you like to eat? Or, or, or are you all over the map? Heavy protein, carbs, v- vegan? I know a lot of people are doing that now in training. What is it you like to do, Kiki? Oh, I eat it all. Do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. No, not but. Um, <laughs> no, I was just trying to think uh, because I'm, uh, I'm allergic to chicken, so I can't eat chicken. Okay. Uh, but we eat good. Yeah. We try, I, I try to feed my family quite healthy, but not yeah. not not uh, not too bad. Right. Uh, we are allowed to enjoy weekends. Yeah. Uh, we actually took weekend back with just sweets and candies and stuff in the weekend. The rest of the week, we eat clean and good food. Yep. Uh, yeah. we, love, we love to eat whale, for instance. Oh, that! Oh, I'd love to try that. Oh. That is so good. If you like, if you like a good steak, you will like it. How do you, do? You, how do you cook that outside or in the hot in the house or both? I cook it in the, in the house. Oh, you do? Okay. All right. Yeah. Now it's extremely fatty. So I mean, um, does that does that like flash up or do you gotta be careful how you cook it? Can it dry out? How how does that work? Yeah. I've never. Okay. Okay. It, it, it just like it, yeah, it can dry out. Oh, I'd love to try that. Holy cow. It is so mm. good. Oh, man, I'd be living on that stuff. I love anything with all that fat in it. I just love it to death, man. Um, any kind of stuff is just great. Um, I know we're getting near time, and I know you've got big stuff going, but I want to hit one more, couple more things, and, and I hope you'll come on with me again because it's been a blast, and there's so many other things we can get into. Um, talk about uh, your uh, Scotland adventure with oh, the Stones. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Scotland. Yep. Uh, we decided we were going to have a holiday in Scotland, just Egil yep. and me. 
this year. Yep. Yep. Um, first time in six years, just the three of us. Yep. Uh, and we decided we would go castles and ruins and just beautiful Scotland. And of course, we knew there were stones. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, by accident, I rented an Airbnb uh, close to Glenlivet. Yep. Uh, and that happened to be very close to a lot of the stones. Yep. So we did um, we did one. I can't remember the name of it, and I wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Uh, we started with one stone. Yep. And it was so fun. It was just so fun. Well, so yeah. the next day, uh, we did the Baravan stone. Yep, that's it. Yep. That's a beautiful stone, beautiful located. With a very cruel history on that. Is it really? Okay. Um, yeah, it was used to, to uh, punish uh, people with. Eey. Okay, so uh, then I go ahead. And then we continued to the Baron no, Stone. We did. We did the the um, Dalvinny Stone. Yep. It says here uh, you did the Newt, Newt, Newton Moore. Is that Newton how it's pronounced? As well. That that was that was an experience because Newton Moore Stone is on a track in the middle of a field with a thousand sheep on. <laughs> Can you imagine the smell of a thousand? Oh God, hell no! And not only that, just what you're walking through, huh? Yeesh. Yep. I mean, I was going to say, how the hell are you getting your footing to to launch that thing up? You know. Uh, but but it was fun. But we didn't have time for more than five stones. I think we did. Yep. Um. So we are planning a trip back. Nice. Next I for 2020. Yeah, I would say I would say springtime. Have you ever um have you ever thought about going over to Iceland for the Husafell? I've been to Iceland and I try and I've I've done the Halfstakur. Okay, all right. Um, I haven't. We didn't have time for for the the Husafell, but it is on the list. It's absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, it was interesting, uh, Ryan Stewart, who's in Utah, um, he's on here quite a bit, and he had done huge stone tours. In fact, he found a number of stones in Iceland that they went and lifted that, and they had gotten the proof of it all back in that time era. So um, there is a lot of stuff to go see there, but I will tell you this, you go to Husafell, you'll fall in love with the place. It's yeah. nothing, it's, it's just... Um, it's different. That's all I can tell you. As I always say, when you're there or you're in Reykjavik, Reykjavik is the new. So I always say you got one foot in the new and one foot in the old. Husafell mm-hmm. is the old, believe me. But it yeah. is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I, I got a couple more questions and we'll, we'll call it a day. Um, number one, where do you see yourself even, I mean, if you can predict a year from now, what what is it that's on your list that you feel you want to train, go out and accomplish, and then go to the next thing? What do you see between now and 2020 at some point this year? Hmm. And, and tw- oh, first of all, I have to be done with Fearful Power Week. That comes okay. up in, in 10 days. We start 
Um, and I have world's strongest woman in November. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm a big, big fan of truck pull and stuff like that. I would like to do a massive record with truck pull. Awesome. That's great stuff. That is awesome stuff. And the last question is this. For any, it doesn't matter what age, but let's go with some younger uh, men and women here. What would you tell them right now if they came to you after listening to this show and said, Yakiki, I would really like to start doing strong man, okay? Strong woman. What would you tell them to do right at this point? Say, Let's just say they're 15 years old each and they're ready. They want to learn. They're real hungry. They've seen what you've done. They've seen what other people have done. They're ready to roll. What advice would you give to them right now? Find a gym like ours yep. where you have the, the knowledge of how to train, how to do the event properly. Yep. Don't do it by yourself. You need help to learn how to do it, how to do yep. lifts. Yep. I agree. And you know something? There's nothing like you, me, and so many others that lead by the example. Kids uh, kids eat that stuff up, man. That's the thing. Um, any, um, Like I said, if there's anything you want to give up, uh, you know, anybody wants to get a hold of you, whether it's Facebook or whatever, if you want to do that, websites, anything, give that out. I'll give out my information. Just hang on the line, and we'll talk offline when we're finished here. Mm-hmm. So anything you got? Just follow me Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's pretty much where I am. Okay. So you're you're using Kiki Burley Johnson. Yes. Okay. Both so that you, yeah. you heard that from Kiki. Go to Instagram or Facebook, and you can follow her. I'm sure you can send her a note too. She'll get back to you. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24/7. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Also, too, don't forget Prosperity Conscious page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com, $25, $100. It's an investment. And when you invest in something that's good, when you hear material like you just heard from Kiki and I, not only is it real-life example, but it's inspirational. And there's a lot of people you talked about with fence sitters. Well, maybe this show gets five of them off the fence. And that's what's the most important thing to M&M here. So keep thinking about that stuff. Also, to go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows we've done. This show will be up tomorrow. So I'm real anxious to see all the people that go out and listen to this because my shows are exploding everywhere. Um, and this is what we're up to. And I'm up to a big thing right now. Um, I'm not going to announce it till I know for sure, but I got somebody very interested in M&M right now. And it could really pay some monster dividends right now, and we need to do that. Um, also, too, um, if there's a show you like Kiki and I to do in the future, go out to Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. We're on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. Um, if someone seeks you out, oh, I'm sorry. If you want to get us in your car, um, aha, that's AHA directory. You can get M&M 24-7 in your car. And don't forget, 
There's thousands of shows out there. Go out and listen to them. I'm telling you, each one's got gold in them, and it's once is not enough. You go out at least listen to them ten times. You're going to find something in every show. Um, also, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give someone five words to inspire. Five words can change your life forever. My mom, when we were kids, she would always say to us, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through, and it's even more so now. More so. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. That's for our pal Paul Thor in Wales. And as I said, Gary Taylor, if you listen to the show, we want to get you on here, brother. We want Gary Taylor. Anybody that knows him from Wales, have him get in contact with me on Facebook. We'll get him right on, too. I mean it. Gary Taylor. Also, too, um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, the Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher Stone, it's in blood red. It says domination on it. We dominate the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the very beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's a tidal wave now, brother, and it's high and wide and getting bigger and bigger. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Winners never win. And ain't that the truth. Also, too, um, my dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. We're coming up on four years. I, we lost him to cancer this month. He'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day and see what happens to you. You'll have a beautiful day when you keep saying that. Also, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join the family. Sign up to our Etched in Stone page, Etched in Stone for Kids. Etched in Stone is just exploding. Most of the time, I've gotten eight new people per day who want to come in, and it's all stone, rack work, everything. It's all the stuff we love here, and I thank everybody, and it's creating a bigger and bigger community every day. That's what we are. We're like a pillar right there. Also, too, um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think what I want to say here. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Hi, ain't that great? Well, I'll put it this way. We all, you all have greatness in you. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back, and that's what really matters. And before I sign off with Kiki, remember this. You're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. And when you believe in yourself, great, great things can happen for yourself, let me tell you. Kiki, it's an honor to have you on here. It was a great show, and I hope you'll return, and uh, welcome to the family. Thank you, Eric. I hope I will be allowed to return. It was fun. You'll be, you, you'll be allowed to return. I, I, I'd be more than happy to have you. Like I said, we want people like you in here. And this is how we build this community. And with your leadership and mine and everybody else's, we win. And I always say this, Kiki, there's going to be a day we're all going to be standing on stage together somewhere in the world in front of 10, 100,000 people. And we're all going to tell everyone, how we made it, what we did. Just like we did tonight, we skimmed the surface with you. We'll hit it harder next time. So, like I said, this show will be up tomorrow night. So, for uh, Kiki, um, 
I'm sorry, <laughs> Kiki Burley Johnson. This is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. And as I said, go out and do something magnificent in the world. The world is asking that from you, and you can ask the world. So have a great weekend. Like I said, this show will be up. Give me some comments. I want to hear, and we'll uh, get at it again. We'll talk to you soon, everyone, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.